Blog Talk Radio. Come on, Instagram. Come on, Instagram. Come back home. Come back home. 
but I am here for the revolutionary revival of hoodoo, New Orleans hoodoo secrets and recipes, right here, right now, in this most present divine moment of time space. And indeed, I'm not thrown off my script. In fact, I'm operating right now, just as spirit would have me to operate, just as spirit would have me to be in this most present moment in time space. I woke up and checked the weather, as I do every day. You all know how I start my day. (laughs) And I checked the weather, literally, figuratively, and oh man, I kept coming back to me in my stream. My voice kept coming back to me in my social media stream. My words kept coming back to me in my social media stream. And indeed, many of the things that I have been saying for 12 years since I first showed up on Blog Talk Radio, since I first started doing podcasts, since I first started sharing that which was gifted to me, because I was told you had to give it away to keep it. You have to give it away to keep it. And what I'm finding is that you can't give away truth. But you can put any kind of price on foolishness. <laughs> and people are buying in. And I'm not laughing at the people that are buying in. I'm, I'm, making, I'm not making light. I'm not making jokes. But, wow, sometimes you got to laugh to keep from crying. Sometimes you you got to do something. You got to do jumping jacks or run around the block, you know, or, or stage down your house. Sometimes you got to do something rather than cry, rather than give in to despair, rather than to break down in the midst of things. And my words were coming back to me. And particularly as it relates to Loa and Risha and and, and the taking on of Loa and Arisha. And the words that were coming back to me <laughs> is, we can't, and I say this every day, so, so to this audience, I'm not about to say anything you all haven't heard me say. To, to my first-time listener, or maybe someone who's just now connecting the dots, because indeed you did hear my words coming through, through new voices. You are hearing my words younger voices, but let's be clear. I've been saying from the beginning, you can't appropriate Orisha. You can't appropriate Loa. And you can't indeed expect to overturn racism, white supremacy, the appropriation and the bastardization. Remember how you used to start my show? The appropriation and the bastardization of the traditional indigenous practices. Oh, I know it, it, it's just now trending. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> oh, I know it, it, it's making some younger voices seem powerful, seem prominent, but check your archive, check your tape. Queen Mama and I, Candelo, many of us, Uncle Treehouse, we've been talking about that since 2005. Some of you still don't click like. You still don't click follow. You still don't share. I, I own no secret, I know. 
<laughs> Thank you so much, beloved, um, for being with us and for being a part of this powerful, powerful show. It might be one, it might be eleven, it might be two, it might be seven, or you are. But but indeed, it's high noon here. And it will be somewhere, somewhere in the universe as we continue. Acknowledge ancestors for which we are our very being, for which we've not our literal being, our physical being, our humanity, but also our spirit being. And that inherent power, innate power that exists and resides And I wanted to say that it's on which we need the foundation already built. We need the work already put in. We need the ashe and the energy already invested. If we wake up, before we come into this, we need them with us and, and for us and as we move forward in our own destiny, but that within our communities and within humanity. So we cannot forget because we cannot move, we cannot pretend like the ancestors aren't relevant, aren't prevalent, aren't standing up in each and everything that we do. But we also acknowledge our day, also acknowledge the weather, while acknowledging that while acknowledging these great Sometimes get appropriated and misused and abused. We must show all due respect. We must show, and we cannot continue to judge inhumanity for acts of racism, for acts of prejudice, for bastardization and commercialization. You know of of, of indigenous power and tradition, while we ourselves don't. No law serves us. While we ourselves want to cut free of that which holds us in place, we ourselves won't cut free of that which holds us back and prevents us from evolving and growing and level. Look, look at it like like levels. You got your in the ground, planted in the ground, you can't fly. You have no, no quite mobility. You can't move higher. And then the shortest point between any destination, the shortest route between any two places in time space is in a direct line. It's in a direct line. Any attempts to go around, to go over, only forces you to come back and relearn it all over again. And, and, and the unfortunate reality is, is you don't come back with the clear understanding always of what went on before or, or what even your purpose is. That there's those under the sound of my voice, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, still working through your karma, still working through your purpose, still trying to clarify. And it's okay. 
listen, before I get too far ahead of myself, my phone lines are available at area code 845-277-9143, 845-277-9143. When you're ready with your question, comment, or request, I'm going to say your area code at least three times before I open your mic to give you an opportunity to get yourself together, you know, to, to get your face together before you, 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 you come on. Um, so um, accepting uh, callers, requests, comments by way of the stream yard link. Let me make sure my stream yard link is still up. Yeah, it's still up on the screen. It's scrolling at the, at the bottom of the screen, and you can also join us here live on air. Ericode 832. Ericode 832. Thank you so much for being present with us today. I'm opening your mic, Ericode 832. Who's calling? I'm here. Yes, who's calling? Where are you calling from? This is Tamara, and I'm calling from Baton Rouge. Hey, Tamara. Greetings, beloved. How are y'all? Greetings. Yes, it is. First, I wanted to start by saying I am just I'm just so grateful to you, um, just you being who you are and um, being who you are to us, and you're just so unfiltered and you're so pure, and um, you're just like a vessel of just unlimited knowledge and and intuition, and I'm just so grateful to you. I wanted to say that first. All praises to the and those who lay foundation. Give thanks. Yes, yes. My question is, you know, as a people of color, we have our certain traditions um, in how we lay our people to rest when people pass. And in light of COVID-19, you understand, you know, we have the stipulations and regulations on how we congregate. How would you, especially by people in southeast Louisiana with our second lines and how we aid our dead or the deceased into uh, their transitioning into the ancestral realm, how would you recognize, um, well, how would you um, advise a person who can't be present? How do we be present with that person as they're transitioning? And how do we be um, available to that process if we can't be there for the funeral or for the, the repast or, you know, those types of things that people of color typically do? Yeah, I, I'm totally with you. Listen, I live in May. <laughs> Historic mm-hmm. May. I live right around the corner from Charlotte Funeral Home. You know, I live right, right across the street from Congress Square. I'm used to hearing noise. And I didn't say noise because it's noise to, to the transplant. I'm used to hearing right. sound, music, culture, activity, brass band, you know, which reminds you if you don't already know someone's passing on. Something's happening in, mm-hmm. in, in your neighborhood. Um, and so, yeah, we're hearing the sound of birds, you know, the few, the few cars that move through the community, um, even now as we slowly open up, uh, it's not a lot that, that's still moving. And, and as, even as a community activist myself, um, who, someone who's visible, who has to take responsibility for, for at least my platform, I, I'm not suggesting that people rush back out. I'm not suggesting that we jump right back into these activities. Um, and I don't want to digress too much from your question. And, and your point, but I'm sure you know it. There's too many theories and conspiracy theories and ideas, you know, about how soon we're moving into this, you know, or, or, or how quickly we should uh, progress in, in terms of moving back out physically. 
um, in contact. So we, we have to be creative, beloved. We, we have to be brand new. And being creative and brand new and using technology does not have to be cheesy. If we're being heartfelt, if we're being truly organic, if we're indeed being truly honest um, about our want to and our need to maintain connection, maintain culture, maintain tradition. Uh, I think it's really sad that, you know, grandma, grandpa, parent, cousin, because I had a first cousin die, um, can't see their family necessarily, can't have a, a gathering necessarily. Um, I know there are people most recently who had um, unusual viewing um, around the corner at Charbonnet, had a drive through viewing, and people, you know, had to stay in their car and view the body and the casket through a plate glass window. Um, so, yes, it's, 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 it's a new day. Tamara, you're here almost every day. You know it's a new day. But we have to now be much more clear about where our loyalties lie. You know, it used to be a time we could all go to the funeral, no matter what you see, no matter what your religion, no matter when the last time you see Big Mama and your first cousin and your second cousin and them. And we all put on that look. We all put on our suit and our clothing. And we, and we do that. And we do that repast and then we go home. See, now we have to be a little bit more personal. You're doing a video or you're doing a vlog. You know, now, now you want some detail. You know, the, the obituary is moving from ink now to Instagram. And so we might want to be a little bit more, you know, more careful about what information we, we're attaching to that, what kind of detail we're attaching to that. I often um, promote uh, lineage and bloodline and, and ancestry. Oh, my goodness. We should be doing that. You know, now the obituary, now the middle link is technology. And so the cousins that you may know very little of or you don't hear very often from or you ain't seen ever um, might be introduced to you and your family or that relative through what you post, through what you say. And so we have to take a greater deal, more responsibility. This stuff is forever that's going online. Uh, but also, let's, let's fill in the blanks. Let's pay attention to the details. Um, I'm amazed still by people who are in YouTube, for instance, and don't have no image, don't have no real username to speak of. They ain't got, you click on information, and ain't no information there. You know, and I know there are those among us who have a reason to hide, who have a reason to remain silent, who, who, who have a reason to conceal, you know, their identity. Uh, but, but you're talking about acknowledging um, our family. You talk about acknowledging the dead, the recent dead, and, of course, the ancestors that preceded them uh, in a way that might be remote, that might be at a distance. But but might be just a little bit more creative, a little bit more tech, technologically advanced, maybe what we might have had to work with. Uh, it had had have happened in the eighties, for instance, or even nineteen, you know, uh, for instance. Um, poor, you know, learning how to pour a learning how to learn how to acknowledge. Um, Ancestral language, cultural language, and mind, if you will. Uh, taking notes of our family, 
taking note of who the, the kids are, who the parents were, who the grandparents were. You know, we lose that with every generation that, that sees the broken family, with every generation that sees a single-headed household, with every generation that has those that are brought up in foster care or, or, or raised by the streets, we're losing that, that detail. Of course, I'm saying something so deep, so important, so powerful, so a delivery would have to come up. So please, bear with me, come on. Forgive me for the delay. Um, I thought it was my 75 pounds of honey, but it, it turned out to be uh, <laughs> some of my coffee. Some of my coffee, but um, I'm grateful. Anything that can be delivered, I'm grateful because I'm not going anywhere. Um, and, and that sort of helped me to go right back into what we're talking about. Um, if I wasn't clear, beloved, don't go. Don't, don't feel guilty. Don't feel bad. Um, I know sometimes your family members are not going to get it. You know, some of y'all jobs ain't getting it. Some of your coworkers ain't getting it. Videotape your responses if need be. Remember, you can still send flowers, fruit, you know, something useful uh, uh, to the family um, to, to, to maintain your, your sort of presence there, if you will. But um, I, I wouldn't feel um, personally guilty, you know, if you decide that you want to do something remotely, if you want to do something at a distance. Um, they are supporting people coming together, but in smaller numbers, um, without touching or without making, you know, contact, six feet, ten feet distance. But, but what kind of reflex is that, really? 
What kind of funeral is that, really? And how many people, Tamara, how many people are going to do that um, without the hug, without, without the pat on the back face, you know, without wanting to grab big mama's hand or something? No. And then you're going to, what, whip out your Purell or I, I, I just don't see how people are um, are managing. And, and so I know the difficulty uh, of that question and the, and the importance of how do we acknowledge the dead. So we acknowledge um, not just locally, you know, it's a New Orleans unique way of doing things, but we haven't seen a whole lot of that nationally. A lot of people have died since March 1st, since first week of March. With, without a lot of fanfare, without a lot of recognition. Um, and I may, Tamara, while still responding to your question, um, I'm predicting both apparition, uh, heaven forbid, poltergeist, um, in some cases where these people are not at rest. This came suddenly, this came out of the blue. Um, in some cases, people were sick for a week, 14 days, 15 days, 16. 18 days, 21 days, and then they passed away. So just imagine the amount of threat, not just on the on the living, but on the person who had no opportunity to apologize, who had no opportunity to say, you know, I love you, who had no opportunity to say thank you, you know, for caring for me, uh, getting me to, you know, or whatever. I have called. Um, we must acknowledge the spirit. We must. Um, right now, in my house, there's a great move in terms of ancestral work and divination. Many are dressing, you know, like experts. I'm really impressed with some of my uh, clients, and some of my godchildren, and some of my initiates. Um, and they're shrines, and they're, and they're doing right now um, with four, um, the heirloom. Some of them are doing it with, with just a minimalist plot. Um, others have access to resources, and, and you can really see that. Um, and, and I'm grateful, as I'm sure are the ancestors and the eggs, the dead, the new dead, who, who are not sort of and are making it in a way that we have, you know, have done traditionally for centuries. Um, I think that, you know, we've seen, at least you and I, Tamara, in, in Louisiana, um, I see you neophyte, Bokur. Um, we've, you know, these videos, I've even seen a few TV commercials that had um, one or two, one or two second liners, you know, and, and not a big crowd, and then that being sort of put in the media. So I think there are many ways we can address um, that issue. Um, and, and if you have more to say, um, I invite that. I'm also um, bringing Neil Heidelberg core into the conversation. Greetings, beloved. Okay. okay. Greetings. How you doing, everybody? All the to the office now and got it for Corona, and I passed out here on the boat. We're glad to know. Oh. It's kind of crazy. I have to make sure that. Keep my distance from everybody. Every state is a little weird when I go through it. As I travel 
going through all these different states, cities, and, and towns, ghost towns, whatever it may be. I noticed that the rules are all different. Texas, where they're actually Texas now, as you go in, truck stops, you have to have a mask on. You won't let you in unless you have one. But just on the other day, when you go into Oklahoma, you don't have to have a mask. They're not, you know, so distancing. I'm passing uh, plenty of soccer tournaments going on right now. A lot of people are in the parks playing and things of that nature, going to act like nothing's, nothing's wrong, nothing happened. You talk about so distant, they're not doing it. And so are you, just there. Are you and as I go ahead, go ahead. As I go through other states, I'll be you know, trying to keep you guys updated on what the climate is like as far as everybody's attitude and how they're treating them what their idea is. Yeah. They keeping up their immune system. You know, are take precautions. It's different everywhere. And, and that was really uh, going to be I'm not mistaken. That, that was going to be my next question was, um, how do you feel about, you know, based on what we are seeing in the news, what we are getting, you know, sort of pushback from uh, um, politicians and, and particularly Republican politicians? Um, how do you feel about this idea that we could really have a, a major uh, outbreak again in a quick time in the next two or three weeks. Oh, uh, I've already had my premonitions and that nature along with my research that, of course, we're going to have another outbreak soon with the attitude everybody has about the, the illness that is going around. We don't have enough information out here to know exactly it's only speculative information at best giving you. No one giving you clear on eight. Nothing. There's no class on on what was it? How's it trouble? We have got an idea it's everybody for house. Versus health implications. 
um, one of the arguments was um, we flattened it so that our health system wasn't overwhelmed, overrun. It, it could handle the emergency virus um, at a sort of a pace way. So, so what I'm when I say I'm looking at it new in a new way, beginning to see there are certain amount of depth clearly planned for, but they they want to be sure they control yeah. who that, that are still showing up with the highest numbers and still showing up um, as being vulnerable in this. Right. I mean, they never they never explain how it went from only what people were really actually being affected by this. No
I agree. Well, uh, sure, Thomas, greetings, beloved. 
Greetings, greetings, Empress Vibation. I hope things are better on Instagram. Um, I'm not sure what that is. I'm in the middle of the screen, if you will. I'm not sure um, what might be happening um, on Instagram while you're not getting good visibility. Double screen. That's creating it. I'm trying to turn that off because uh, Neil Bocour hit himself temporarily. But everything is moving. Everything is played. Okay, I see the thing. Uh-huh. Now, if it, let me know if it's different. Um, liberation, let me know if it's different. Um, I've, I've turned it off or switched it. It should it should be differently for you now. Please bear with this um, technology. I love my audience and how consistent and consistently you all show up, but sometimes I can't quite control uh, technology and some of the stuff that's happened. It certainly doesn't help that I got the giant slide. It just won't leave me alone. Myself muted, so Yes, right now you're not you're not a problem. That the format of the screen um, may be interrupting what's been viewed on Instagram, and, and I don't really hold a control over that. There are other um, screen layouts, and all I did was just switch switch to a different one. I'm waiting now to hear if it's if it's a problem, but I. Pre- you, um, as well as all of, the, uh, of our listeners and participants who are often on the front lines of this um, in real time, you know, out there on the street, uh, working hospitals, driving supermarkets, or on the real front lines of this. And we not only appreciate um, um, your contribution, you know, to show. But also your contribution to the community and taking yourselves and putting yourselves at risk, but then bringing that information, you know, back to us. Um, right now, what you all are saying in chat and what we're discussing and what I should be responding to, and it's not your fault, it has everything to do with uh, the speed the slowness which the chat is, is moving right now. So if I'm missing something, forgive me. Also, the phones are open at area code 845-277-9143. I'm going to open up uh, 601 area code. Is that mom? Evangelist? Greetings, area code 601. Okay, Kiona, your mic is open also. Greetings, greetings. How are you? I always a blessing in yourself. I am amazed. Yes, I'm amazed in life. It's what a time to be alive, um, to be here, uh, and also I'm to here. experience what we're me? experiencing. Just want to thank the ancestors. Yeah, hold on, Kiona. I hear uh, somebody Mom, else talking. Yeah, because you, it, it took you so long to respond. I need you to turn your YouTube down 
So I you're did. in real time. I just got my phone out. Okay, what I wanted to say was, you talking to mom? Yes. Okay. What I wanted to comment on was uh, the gentleman, the truck driver, I can't remember his name, forgive me. He's making some very interesting, sharing some very interesting information because a lot of times we only know what is going on in our own immediate neighborhood and our environment. And most of the time, as you have said numerous times, we don't even know that because we don't listen to the news, we don't talk to people, we don't research, we don't go on the Internet. So we just go on from day to day as if everything is still the same. But you made a very valid point the other day. He was talking about the uh, um, the Native Americans and how they're being affected. But you made a valid point when you said we don't have a land because every 10 years they still have to vote on whether we have the right to vote or not. So we're not, as he said, we're not immigrants. We're, we're really not natives. What are we? And that's all I wanted to say. Thank you, Carmen. We appreciate your contribution, of course. Thank you so much for taking the time um, to call in. And I do have other people on the phone, so just just be patient. I'm, I'm going to come to everybody. Keona, your mic, of course, is open. Thank you for calling in. And I think I have... Um, um, Eric Code 310, I think that's who do a call business. Hold on, Eric. Eric Code 318318. Your mic is open. Hey, how you doing? All is a blessing. This who do call business, right? Yeah. You know, I have to rewrite y'all's name down. Every time y'all call in, <laughs> if I don't write it down, I don't have any idea who's on the phone. The, the system don't save your numbers like caller ID. So I, I appreciate mm. you for calling in. What's going on with you today? Um, and then I'm just thinking about um, what um, who, um, what's his name? Boko Tourist. Uh, uh, yeah. Neophyte. Boko Neophyte. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm in, and I'm kind of going with the conservative route on the whole virus thing. Yes. I do think it's. Um, I think it was created. It, it it has been a risk for the creation of it, but at the same time, um, I don't think. I think y'all ever heard of the terrain theory versus the germ theory? Um, the terrain theory is basically like if your body is in an environment of you know, disease, it, then it will attract the, like, energy. So with black people right now, we're eating McDonald's every day. We're eating fried chicken every day. We're eating corn dogs every day. We're eating candy every day. So when it, the things push to black people, now I know is uh, I know is racism, um, having to do with it. I'm going to be honest with you. My mom, my mom gave it to my aunt. My aunt gave it to my uncle. My uncle gave it to his girlfriend. Now, they all sick. My mom got out of the hospital, but they all got sick. Now, one thing they have in common is they eat horrible, and they don't care what they eat. My mom drank like three or four Cokes a day. 
So when you come down with some type of virus, then is it really uh, uh, um, um, is it really just the virus, or is you in the virus? Did you attract this virus based off what you eat? So, um, I mean, hold on. I think hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me respond to that because um, I, I think we can look at that too in terms of health in general. Um, I think we first there's there's some generality being made. Um, I don't think all black mm-hmm. people eat fried. I don't think all black people eat you know, drink a Coke every day. Um, I don't think all black people eat in, in sort of that stereotypical way. Um, and, and I don't think that that has been clearly addressed in terms of who's getting sick, who's re- responding to the virus, and the manner in which mm-hmm. they are responding to the virus. We have heard about pre-existing you know, conditions, and you did name some of those, mm-hmm. you know, asthma, high blood pressure, uh, diabetes. I have diabetes, mm-hmm. but I might eat fried chicken once every six months. I, may, I might mm-hmm. eat fried chicken once every nine months. Um, I don't use sugar mm-hmm. really at all. Um, I use stevia, um, and I don't really buy very many products that, that are laced with sugar um, outside of, let's say, maybe tomato sauce. That ha- They have added sugar in that. Um, but I think it's, um, it's a leap to say that it's, you know, uh, generalizing it and that it's because all black people don't eat well. I think the argument well, what, that, no. hold on, hold on. I think the argument that many okay. black people don't have access to medical care might might be more valid because whether you're healthy yeah, or true. not, yeah, or that's true. That's not, true. That's going to determine how much exposure you're going to have to doctors and mm-hmm. to the medical industry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because my mom she has insurance, so she got treated way differently from when my uncle and my aunt got treated. So that is true. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not bad. White people eat horrible too. They don't eat no better than what we do. They probably yeah. eat a little bit better. Uh, we not keeping but, McDonald's open, I assure you. No, we not. We in there, but uh, white folks eat horrible. And, yeah. But it just amazes me how it just became a black thing. Like, okay, it, you know. This 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 disease just affects black people. I mean, that's how it's put in the news. I mean, how do we, if both of us eat horrible, we eating at the same, you know, rate, you know, we eating at the same uh, nutrition level, then how it just become a black thing? How this thing went from China, you know, to China kicking black people out of China, <laughs> <laughs> to 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 basically, oh, it's y'all that started. It's y'all that has it. I, I don't get it. I, again, I think it has to do with, with the intersection of truth and propaganda. And, and so there, there are facets to this that seem questionable, that seem debatable. What's clear is we are the highest percentage of people dying from it. In America, that's clear. Um, is it questionable how, how it got from China to here? 
For me, not as much. I mean, how did they care from China? How did all the, the uh, age-focused stores you know, primarily in our neighborhood, primarily in our communities? You don't find a whole lot of Asian hair care product stores in the suburbs or, or in the quote-unquote white neighborhood. You don't find a lot of Arabs or in the quote-unquote white neighborhood. So, yeah, there, there are aspects of this that are absolutely questionable, debatable, worth the argument, worth looking into, might even have some conspiracy mindset behind it. So, too, is how we get our information from who we get our information and, and what the, the motivation is. And that's what one of the things that I like about you, um, food cultism, um, and neo-hypocor and social and, 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 and many things in this room is that we look at more than one sort of information. We don't depend just on the news or just NBC or just attention to the final call. I pay just as much attention to Al Jazeera. I pay just as much attention to all Africa. So when I look at Africa, for instance, and, and just like we got a roll encounter on COVID USA, they got a roll encounter on COVID Africa. And I look at it, I check into it every single day. And so, yeah, we are seeing very unique patterns geographically. So, so it ain't just how we eat because you know, we know that we eat very different than our cousin Nigeria, our cousin Ethiopia. We eat very differently than they do. So why then would it be attacking those communities? I'm much more open. I think as exciting as truth. It's much scarier than what we can conceive with our nation. So I'm open to the idea that there's something more to I'm open to the idea that it was created in a lab. Okay, now who's moving? I'm open to the idea that it was created in a lab. I'm open to the idea that that you know it's, there's a there's a laboratory footprint in China, but then there's also this footprint with with the U.S. So if there is some conspiracy, they're together on it. They're linked together somehow in it. You know, in, in terms of yeah. of, of of its spread and why it's so big in the U.S., you know, in relation to other other uh, locales in the world. I've also, and I'm but, sure you too, um, Neil Pipe-Bocour, have been paying attention to retail, warehouses, what's being actually Lysol brand products, Clorox brand products. Yeah. You can't find that. Um, but the market is full of Chinese products now. That had time to pair, may have had time to know that America was next. Some skiing, and and they've got oh, yeah. toilet paper and all kinds of stuff to ship to us, you know, at, at a higher cost. Yeah, I got some input on that one. Now, I, I'm trying to keep it down to two things. First, we're trying to figure out where. What do, we, what do we start researching to try to figure out, okay, well, how do they get from China to the United States? Okay, well, we got packages and things of that nature, yeah. But are we thinking about our military? How many military bases do we have in Texas alone, right? They have 
whole military cities that they call bases. The places are huge. I know because I've delivered to them, and when you go inside, to you know, to go to your delivery side out there. Right? What happened to our military, to our Navy? The Navy had an epidemic outbreak on the ship. And they tried to conceal it. Well, most of those people, and they tried to conceal it. Unfortunately, there's still a news broadcast out right now. As a matter of fact, I have a brother in the Army who just came back from Poland. So, yeah, of course, there's <laughs> just don't really get broadcast. That was that's still open for the longest amount of time, accepting uh, of tourists and whatnot to the beaches. But we don't know what percentage of tourists were our own military out for the weekend, taking flights from Florida to overseas. Where they were going to, I'm not going to speculate on that part. But the big, the big navigation spot, the big place to go. Not saying they didn't come from the lab, because uh, we're not privy to that of information. That's yeah. a pay grade. We do know how to follow the money and follow these bill of ladens, these 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 bills and whatnot <laughs> for this product that has to come in. You know, who's doing what? And where is our military? And where do they get their products from? Yeah, I agree. Right? Um, I agree. The, the whole military aspect also comes up when we think about the clock in uh, Yeah. And, and that mass. Yeah. You know, South Africa taking none of that. Their numbers are least. They have the least amount of But what has 
this airborne uh, livability of the virus, that continues to increase. How long does the virus stay alive in the air? Um, how far a sneeze can go, the cough can go. Now, that has not been decreasing. Controlling um, the, the chat, Mama. Getting the, the, the attention of the algorithm, apparently. Yeah. You, you say certain keywords in the algorithm. It's a mess. It's hilarious. Um, it's on whether or not I believe that this is, is an actual pandemic that we have about because uh, 2018, uh, the common flu that we actually had killed about 68, 68 million people. But that wasn't in the media. Here we're around in around 90, just in the United States alone. But where was the substantial? For 2018, What about when Ebola was ravaging black people? Africa was hit. Anybody care about the last Ebola patient being released from Africa this year? No, no, no. It just went over our heads, turned a blind eye to it. It wasn't popular, so we didn't Everyone has dropped from the Blog Talk Radio phone line. So I may have a problem there. I don't know. I only have one person still on the phone line with me, and their hand is not raised. Uh, now I'm losing my screen. The perfect storm happened. That's what happened. Apparently, he breathed on everything, and uh, he got sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Right? I, I try to go on these tangents when because of having to be out here. The truck drivers were already isolated, so we already <laughs> we already have the distance of being out here by ourselves and being Spartans and whatnot. But wouldn't you also agree uh, that that because of that, truck drivers also are exposed to a level of news and information that a lot of the average mm -hmm. American audience is not listening to? The program is Coast to Coast AM, which comes on in the middle of the night, you know, between midnight and four in the morning. Because it's a long playing show. Once you get into that, you don't have to keep playing with your dial. And you and I both know that we're exposed to some really radical information um, on that. On that. Yeah. Well, I like uh, remember when we had the uh, the part of the shutdowns where they were closing borders in between states. Arkansas was closed. As we're broadcasting that and that 
information out there on the media. I was through a grand total of three hit points. All the truck was being waved through. So how close was it? There's more than three places that enter the state. Why is it that I can go through a five different states and only hit three checkpoints? If you're asking me, you're a subject. <laughs> I still think that
you have to break that down. What's what the ritual for you? have to clean your home. It's like you're giving yourself an excuse to how you have to keep it up. Have you, have you ever red dust powder on the floor? You've got to do a lot of the cleaning to get that. So, by default, this culture is already something that is suited to combat any virus that comes along. Yeah, you you got to burn your age. We were talking about that uh, in the last show. Burn your sage. You know, if it's an airborne virus, how is it going to, you know, really around that smoke from the sage? It's not. It's not going to like it. But you can read it and be fine. Listen, um, one to you. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hold on, hold on. Because I want to re- respond to this while you're still on air. I'm sure promise yeah. that to something that you said in chat. Um, I exactly what you said, but I remember. And she said it's not a my case of the flu. This ain't like case of flu. This ain't like getting cold more year. And it goes to say that you will have permanent working damage. And this is true. This, there are segments in our society, Republicans, conservatives, patriots, whatever, who think it's just like with Corona. In the coronavirus. Once you think this is just like flu, any other, you know, such a big deal. Why, why are we making a, a big deal about it? And Sheree Thomas wants to make sure that the point is well understood that you will have organ damage. Even if you're 20, 19, 30, and let's say you get it, get the sniffles, and you're done, you will have permanent organ damage. That will show up at some point in your journey. It might be way down the line, like simple, yes. like career. There are scenarios that flare up immediately and then disappear, and you have no symptoms for a year. But then later on, later on, and join your fight. That is that is very uh, perceptive. That is very correct. You will have permanent damage. Uh, probably come back some later in life. But at the same time, we had swine flu not too long ago. You had permanent damage that was one of the attributes. So, but you pushed it off. It didn't have because now we're dealing with another chain of what was SARS. The same mutated strain we are facing now, right? Now, but we're we're taking into consideration that uh, there's a lot of us that still smoke cigarettes. There's permanent damage that we get from that. Why are we not putting it down, taking it off the market? It's your choice, right? Or it's going to be real. Choosing to re- refrain from it, at least in our community. And we know this to be done. And the OI is in a certain rate of mafia in Chicago. The city eliminates the last two blocks of one particular public transit trail to keep it from coming. 
coming into that neighborhood, which just brought in drugs and drug trafficking and a whole lot of other things. So we know that even if the government doesn't choose to do, even if your municipality doesn't choose to do, you can choose to do. Our community can, can choose to block these things, prevent these things from coming in. Remember the big exactly. issue around Verizon? Uh, you ain't heard nothing else about that. Have you noticed? This story was yeah, you, you, off. the same truth company that was information about cancer and cigarettes that cigarette companies and whatnot. They shifted their attention from the cigarette companies to so I mean it's, again it's common sense. If you're inhaling moisture, you're gonna pneumonia. Mm. Did anybody think about that? What is a vaporizer? It is steam. You're, you're, you're inhaling chemicals. It's not just water vapor that you're inhaling. You're inhaling chemicals. Everything was really popular for taking in big, huge plumes of steam into your lungs. What else do you think is going to happen? Think about it. You're going to get a lower Between the, the, the chicken food, the Asian food, the fried food, 
keeping sort of a, a evolution of this biological warfare. So targeting yeah. communities um, and unpopular communities, you know, within the Western uh, right. culture. So it's very easy. Um, I'm not getting a lot of response uh, on my blog talk radio line. Eric code eight five seven. Your phone line is open. Who's calling, and where are you calling from? Eight five seven. Are you with me? Oh, that's me. That's Sherry. How are you? All is a blessing. Now you sound great. Um, people were reporting that the blog talk radio phone line was choppy. But you sound great. It is. It's very choppy. As I'm listening to it, you are like going in and out, both of you. It's weird. It's really weird. It's and it's really like flagging. There's a real delay. So I don't know. Someone doesn't like this conversation. <laughs> but you but you hear but you hear me fine on the phone. No, not really. You're like you're like choppy. Because you sound clear to us. We, we don't hear any going in and out at all. Right. You go in. in and out. Both of you go in and out on the phone. On the phone. I'm watching okay, you on YouTube. On YouTube, you're fine. On the phone, you're not. Okay. We got about 30 minutes left on the phone, so I might disconnect and call back in using a different um, apparatus and see if that'll fix it. If you don't mind, um, Terry, call me back in like 60 seconds and test it out for me. Okay, I will do that. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I appreciate everyone who who called in and tried to interact with me on the phone. I I appreciate that. I'm going to try and see. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello? <laughs> okay, can you hear me now? Can yes, you hear me now? There we go. <laughs> when you dial into Skype, that's like Zoom. Just like Zoom, it automatically mutes you. And I don't always remember that when I dial in from Skype. So thank you so much. I did lose um, a caller. Please forgive me. I didn't I didn't realize I was muted. Um, so you all can call in at 845-779-143. It should be good now. I can hear you, and you should be able to hear me. So thank you so yeah, much for listening. Thank you, Terry. <laughs> you are so welcome, sir. All is a blessing. I wish you all could see this end of doing this show. It's a lot of buttons. It's a lot going on. I got 10 tabs open right now, and I don't always see everything. Eric code 612, welcome to the phone line. If you're ready with your question, comment, or request, do press the number one on your telephone keypad, and I'll be more than happy to assist you. Um, Cherie Thomas, you should be able to hear me now. Um, you should That's be able me. to hear me. You, call, you were calling me Terry. Don't worry about it. That was me. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me go back no, in and adjust. Okay. 
Okay, that's Sheree. You see how I got to type the name in? Area code 318. I know it's you. 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 I know it's well, my comment is basically, I'm going to say it and get off. Um, basically, when they legalized weed, it was because of a lot of white white teenagers was um, overdosing on pills and, 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 and methamphetamines and, and, and all this different stuff. So they had to legalize weed in order to uh, create a balance you know, and are uh, are a gateway for the children and the teenagers um, that was using, you know, hard drugs. Um, so that that was even a black thing. You know what I mean? That was even um, um, a black thing. You know, where the black people, if we did it, we went to jail. You know, and the white they 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 allow the um, white community to do it under the table long as long as nobody knew. Okay, I you know, I agree with some of what you said. Um and I'm gonna answer my other phone lines, please just give me a moment. Um I agree with some of what you said. Um I'm a little not clear about gateway. Um that's a trigger word for me. Um and, and that's because I've sat through um, you know, as a, as a runaway on the street, um, standing in shelters, often you are forced to either take AA or be exposed to it, um, even if you aren't necessarily um, an alcoholic or a drug So I was exposed to 12 steps a lot. So when I hear gateway, a gateway drug, it, it takes me back to, I don't know, the 40s, the time of my mama and what they call now reefer madness, and sort of the government's interference with marijuana, marijuana usage, sort of the judgment that it was a black thing, that it was a Hispanic thing, that it was a Mexican thing, and that it somehow uh, was now corrupting all of society. Um, So I'm, I'm always a little bit hesitant when I hear gateway or gateway drugs. Now, you know, I hope I'm not preventing myself from getting any future jobs or any acting contracts, um, but I started using marijuana at 17. Um, I never wanted to try other drugs. I was never curious about cocaine. I was never curious about heroin. I was never curious about pills even. Um, and, and I considered myself an erudite kid, a well-read, well-studied, well-exposed, teenager, uh, and I've said it on this show before, how can you become a crackhead when it's crackheads we can see walking the street? How, how do you then become a heroin addict? When, when we got heroin addicts laying on our sidewalk, for me, seeing it was enough. I, I could see it and, okay, that's hands off that. So I, I'm always cautious about the usage of gateways. 
and the word gateway, that it suggests that smoking, for instance, automatically leads to harder drugs or, or automatically opens you up to being exposed to other things. Um, I also like what you said about sort of what was happening in the season when, when marijuana was, was being uh, legitimized and, and legalized, and particularly in places like California, uh, Seattle, Washington. Um, I remember synthetic marijuana, particularly, um, and people eating people's face, supposedly, because of synthetic marijuana. Um, and so we did see other drugs, other weird oddities that show up on the market that you don't really hear a whole lot about today. Um, I know just as recently as, uh, I don't know, 2009, 2010, synthetic marijuana was a real problem um, in, in New Orleans. In the black community, people who thought, well, I, I got to keep my hotel job. I can do this synthetic marijuana because it won't show up in my drug test. Um, and, and, and I'm sure Neophyte Bokura might have something to say about that. Um, but, but at the same time, I saw them demonstrating crazy behavior behind that quote-unquote synthetic marijuana. Um, Psychotic-like behavior, mental health issue-like behavior, and, and then we saw that quiet down again. You don't hear a whole lot about that again. Uh, greetings, Lapani, beloved. Is that you that's with me on the phone line? Um, somebody in the area code 314 is with me. Uh, yeah, she says she can hear me now. Yeah, I was muted before. We had some technical stuff going on before, but I should be good on the phone line um, right now. Anybody that has a question, comment, or request, do press the number one and 314, and it'll raise your hand. Thank you so much, beloved. Welcome to the show, 314. Greetings. Greetings. I had to <laughs> that experience, you know, I always believe it's those difficult times that we really can learn something valuable from it. Um, immediately when I saw, when I logged in, it was a problem with my YouTube, and it was a problem with the Blog Talk Radio. I couldn't hear you. You were speaking about a problem with Instagram. And the first thing that came to my mind is this is a spiritual attack. So I came in here where I sit in the living room and cleared my entire side table out and made it my altar. I have my quartz with my black tourmaline. I have my frankincense burning. I have my crystal rock, um, the Himalayan salt with the, the fire in it, and I have a bottle of water. So I don't have time for the nonsense. This <laughs> time, When you see the signs, it's time to clean house. That's right. That's right. And I appreciate hearing that. Um, I, I know that you have a sacred space. Um, so I'm very proud and congrat congratulatory that you are now bringing that out into the open space, out into the rest of the, of the house and the rest of the people who inhabit, you know, sort of your space. Um, and, and we have to do that where we can, whether, whether it's on our job, you know, whether it's in your, your car, whether it's in your, your religious or spiritual space, and particularly now with the COVID-19 and all these, you know, sort of adjustments that we are having um, to make, being able to create sacred space wherever we are and wherever we need it to be. It's critical to how we now move forward. 
you know, into 2001. The rest of 2020, but into 2001 and and beyond. So I I applaud you for for that. Thank you. Um, I wanted to also address the very beginning of what the brother said uh, when he went into the different foods that we eat and what that brings you. Do you draw disease to yourself? What I heard when he said, you know, is this disease that's in us drawing the virus, I look at everything in energy, everything in energy. For me, I I didn't even think about food. I thought about what am I allowing within my body that's causing my disease? So is it the things that I'm thinking, the people that I'm around, the uh, energy that I allow to ruminate around me? What am I bringing into my environment? Is it the food that I'm eating? When he said that, that did trigger in my mind. I used to be vegan. (laughs) Then I went to vegetarian, and now I just flat out eat all wrong stuff. Every now and then I'll throw in a smoothie with my kale, mango, berries, and my roots, you know, my burdock roots, some feverfew, a little cat's claw marigold, and uh, that helps my back. But as far as eating, I do believe we invite disease, disease. We invite it. Some people say you inherit that through your genes. Yes. Therefore, I, I believe you are still inviting that. If you are cognizant that you have something genetic in your body, and you believe that you're on a path to enlightenment, realism, whatever that end result may be for you spiritually, then you have to be cognizant of what you eat. You know, if you have diabetes, I eat it. Have I healed myself from that family curse, not just physically, that goes into the mind? What are you thinking? Do you think like them? Do you talk like them? Do you act like them? And once you put yourself as a full paradigm shift, follow a completely different model for your whole being, I think you can um you can cure those 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 dis diseases. What do you, what do you believe about that? Yeah, I agree. And, and and I do believe that it's more than just being vegan, vegetarian, holistic. You know, I, even when I use the word holistic, um, there's such a range with that that's beyond what's physical, that's beyond just what we eat, you know, and put out uh, put in our bodies every day. Um, I kind of like how the magical book says it's not what goes into a man that defiles him, but what comes out. So it's more than just eating good, eating healthy, eating wholesome foods, you know, we must also check the environment in which we exist in. Uh, when I think about um, uh, what's the hoodoo occultism that, that talked about the fried chicken and the chitlins and, and, and the sugar and the, and the bad food, but I also think about, you know, what exists energetically within those communities, uh, communities where, where mama, grandmama, papa, grandpapa um, can't safely sit out on the stoop sit back on the porch and watch the children uh, run in the yard or, or play stickball in the street 
uh, without having to worry about the child being exposed to violence, being exposed to drug activity, uh, being exposed to to negative uh, 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 demonstrations that, that the child then absorbs uh, and then repeats back. Uh, even the child who never commits a crime, who never has a problem with the law, who never uh, runs into any kind of issue with the police, is still absorbing the toxicity of knowing that it's going on around them, of knowing that it's happening in the news every day, of, of laying in bed at night and hearing you know, the stray rapid gunfire, you know, the AK-47 uh, gunfire from from within the community. And, and all of that sets up post-traumatic stress-like disorder and behavior, not just within our body, but, but in our spirit, in our soul, how we think intellect and intellectually, how we put things together. It kind of reminds me of uh, old, uh, well, they're all old, Good Time episode where Michael uh, was uh, rebutting and and rebuking and and, and refusing to participate in the IQ test that was being given at school and how the parents, James and, and Florida, were able to demonstrate how racially uh, prejudice the test was not just on racial stereotyping, but experience what the black family might experience, what the brown family might experience. So there's relative truth in what Hulu Occultism had to say um, about bad food, fried chicken, uh, McDonald's, fast food, and, and we indeed know that that's a suburban condition. We know, regardless of your race, Asian, Hispanic, you know, we see people uh, leave their country for a better life, come here to America, adopt American food and American habits, and now they too have high blood pressure, you know, diabetes, cancer, these sort of Western conditions. But once we get beyond just what you eat, just what you're taking in, you've got to look at what, what Wapani suggested, what you are taking in. What kind of news are you watching and listening to? What kind of entertainment are you digesting? What kind of gossip and conversation are you accepting from your friends, from your family, from within your own peer group? You know, we have people that are close to us that, that we love to shoot-shoot with and gossip with and sort of discuss. There are things I discuss with Pony that I don't discuss with anybody. Uh, there are things I discuss with Pony I don't discuss with my mama. You know, and, and vice versa. And, and sometimes we can get analytical and we can get critical and we can get a little bit picky, you know, and it's our human right. You know, not just our American right, but it's our human right, you know, to sort of criticize and look at what's going on around us. But then there's that level of noise. And I'm going to call it exactly what it is, noise that we all are exposed to, whether it's in our music, whether it's in our morning show entertainment, your reality TV entertainment, your girlfriend, your boyfriend has always got the latest negative gossip to share. All of that sets in your body. All of that sets up in, in, in your emotions. All of that sets up in your ethnic body and, and can make its way into your gene pool, can make its way into your DNA. 
and, and that can be passed down generationally. Absolutely. Thank you, uh, Chef Bougie. Yes, and, and we must also take into account the handling of your food. If your food is not put in a good space, and then you're taking that in, you're also, you know, and that's one of the vegan arguments, that often your chicken, your beef, your pork is brutalized. It is treated in a really poor way, um, not just the chemicals and the hormones and the, and, the, and the byproducts and the water that's sort of pumped into it, but then how it's caged, how it's housed, how it's treated. And, and that fear releases hormones into the meat. And then you take that in. So there's some of us, I buy organic. I've never said that live on the radio before. Uh, I've been buying organic for years. If I can afford it, if I can help it, I'm buying organic meat if, if I'm eating meat that particular week. I don't eat meat every week. <laughs> so, but when I do, I, I buy organic. Um, but even our vegetables and our fruits, you know, we, we don't consider that our plants hear us and respond to us. Nature hears us and, and responds to us. So the over-commercialization of our food, our corn and our spinach and our, and our greens and our potatoes, that also works an energy into our food that, that we're all taking in. And it does not always show up. Go ahead, Bonnie. I would love to speak on that. Um, my son taught me yet another valuable lesson since he's been here. He can grow anything in any medium. It doesn't matter. If he puts it down, it's going to grow some roots. I, on the other hand, do not have the green thumb. And this is my fifth year of going into growing my own vegetables. Um, and I had to replant four times because something was wrong with soil or whatever the case may be. Well, I'm now growing. I have some plants in the house, and they, um, they're they starting to get brown tips. And leaves are falling off. And I'm like, it's got to be my energy. There's something about me because the things that Christopher planted, his beans, his uh, all his herbs, lemon balm, Peas, all of that time is is growing. Mine are barely touching the surface if if they're growing at all. I have some out in the yard in raised flower beds. I have others on pots on the back porch. I have three, four plants in the house. And now I'm just listening to what you just said. That brings me back to energy. It, it's all about the energy, and. Um, this is the prime time doing the Rona <laughs> that uh, it's time to get your inner standing in order. Uh, did you hear what I said? Christopher got it from me. <laughs> Christopher got his yeah. green thumb from me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and, and you just took me back in terms of memory. Um, and you don't have to respond. I just want you to remember. Remember the plants in our house growing up. Remember Mama's history with plants. Remember the the devil's attitude about plants. Mow it down, cut it down. It's not important, you know. That gets into the blood, 
And, and even if that's not your attitude, because you clearly have a completely different attitude, you want to grow. You want to have a green thumb. You want to be natural. You, you, you want to, you know, connect again with nature. I, I Once again, I applaud you for looking at your own energy and being able to not just look at it, but then say that out loud, live on air, for all of us to sort of hold you accountable to that indirectly. You may not see none of these people. You may not write, but you said it out loud now, and it's, and it's reverberating through, through the universe. And so energy is everything. I have not always had the best luck to play. I had to learn. I had to practice. I had to readdress, just like you, my own energy. What, what, what's not healed in me? What needs to be addressed in me? What is nature trying to get me to look at within my own path? I've never said that out loud before. I've never said that on the radio before. But that definitely goes into why I garden, why I only choose edible plants. Now, that's another point. Some of you are, are already aware of that. I, I don't grow uh, flowers. I don't grow things that are because. Now, my lavender is in full bloom. That green and that purple, it's, it's beautiful. Not my lavender, um, even though my lavender is in bloom, but I met my rosemary. It's in bloom. My mint is in bloom. Um, very beautiful, but that's not why I have them. It's not why I keep them. So I only grow and work with things that are edible, things that I can ingest, things that are a part of my internal healing, but also my external ritual work, cleansing work, lave tet, libation. You know, there are all sorts of usages for the things that we're growing and developing. But for me, for me, I had to start with me, you know, from the very first plant, why do you have it? What is its purpose? What is its meaning for you? What is it doing in you? And from there, I found that my that sun got greener and greener and greener. And I began to let go of some of the things that were binding me inwardly, inwardly, because I'm talking about things that people can't necessarily always see. I'm talking about the response, the reactions that you have inwardly that you don't always expose that represent work that we might still need to do. And I find that that shows up greatly. Something about nature, gardening, and that connection to spirit. Um, when, when social media gets a hold of it, when new age culture gets a hold of it, they call it talking to plants. You know, they reduce, they reduce it down to its most common denominator. But, but it's more than just talking to plants. It's about being in commune with nature and communing with nature. So whether you're talking, singing, meditating, be very conscious about what it is that you're thinking about when you're in the dirt, when you're weeding, when you're planting. Be very conscious about what you're meditating on when you're weeding, when you're in the dirt. When you're in the garden, you know, choose to expel that which is not necessary. Um, you see me do it on the show before I even drink water. I speak over it. I breathe over it. 
I, I put a vibration on it because water is a liquid crystal. And so when you're watering your garden, you're doing the same thing. You're pouring a libation. You're, you're in a ritual, if you will. So you, you've got to expel what's not useful. you got to expel what's not. Uh, and again, I applaud you for saying that live on air. So, so, so I don't expect you to go into your stuff <laughs> live on air. But that's what I had to look at in terms of developing that, that, that green thumb. And sort of getting, now, now, we both know Christopher. And so I won't go into a whole lot of detail. Okay, but we both know Christopher. And so there is a way to disconnect from what's otherwise a block, what might otherwise show up as the illusion of a challenge to disconnect from that long enough to produce life, to, to do, produce wellness in you, but also around you. Are, are you with me, Rapani? Yeah, yeah. You cut out for a second there. I think your co-host there was connecting in, and Kiona has a couple of questions in the queue. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to address everybody. Um Okay, I see the questions about dessert. That's the reason I haven't responded because that's real complicated. Um, I'm a diabetic. I'm real particular about what I eat. Um, and so when somebody's gifting you something and you start getting particular about details, that's kind of that's kind of odd. And, th- and then I want to know, well, what exactly is she sending? What exactly is in what she's sending? So. Um, I appreciate that, though. I mean, she can send me a private message. I'll be more than happy to respond to it. Um, I like pecan. Love pecan. But, but if pecan pie ain't prepared right, the sugar content is crazy. Um, are you mailing that to me, um, Neophyte Bokor? Are, are you mailing that to me? We can't hear you. We can't hear you. No, I don't know why, but we can't hear you. Yeah, we can't hear you. I don't know what you did, but we can't hear you. Yeah, we can't hear you. Uh, Fiona, um, thank you so much for helping me in the chat, beloved. It is so many people on the phone line right now. Um, all you got to do is press number one, and I will open your mic and bring you back into the conversation. Um, Cherie, your mic is already open. Honey, your mic is already open. Uh, but my new listeners, just press the number one, and I'll be happy to bring you in to the conversation. I also invite Did you all to be a part of the show. Uh, say Did you know did you know you had someone screen on the show? You have the yeah, you talk about Neophyte. Yeah, you talk about Neophyte Bocor, but we can't hear him. Got you. If somebody's trying to call me on Skype, yeah, we still can't hear you really. You sound a little bit better. Almost like something is in front of the mic. Go ahead. Yeah, I can hear you now. 
We can't hear him. Everybody else can't hear you, Jerry. You sound like Sterling. Yeah, we can we can just barely hear you. Um, Kim, is are you asking whether I'm growing? I'm growing um, almost everything herbal that you can imagine. Uh, Phil peas. I don't typically do um, like tomatoes. Tomatoes are so hard to deal with. Um, tomatoes get all kind of diseases and whatnot. Um, so I haven't grown any tomatoes um, recently, but I do grow uh, several other herbs, um, edible plants, um, field peas, uh, things like that, uh, sage, of course. And what, you know, how much is this string worth to you? <laughs> really, when you can grow, you know, your own sage. You know, without the string, you know, and, and much larger and, and, and better quantity. So I, I do grow a lot of herbs and and primarily things that are usable and edible, uh, for sure. Um, Neophyte Bokor, I can see you. I know you're still trying to fix the mic, but you're not any louder than I can hear you, but Wapani and the other listeners say they can't hear you real. So you either have to shout or figure out what, what's going on with the Okay, that could help. Thank you. I invite everyone to help me and, and try out the phone lines, the area code 845-277-9143. I got several people on the phone line. All you got to do is press the number one on your telephone keypad, and I will bring you back into the conversation. And, of course, you can also join me here on screen uh, by using the link that is in is floating in the chat, and that will help to bring you. Um, yeah, I, I have morning glory. I like morning glory. Morning glory um, is very useful in magic, ritual work. Voodoo, Morning Glory shows up by, by many other names also in some of the the ritual work, uh, but it's a common commonly used plant. I love sunflowers, uh, bell peppers. I love all kind of peppers. Um, I have the little hot uh, red Tabasco peppers. Uh, Popeye's chicken favors these little red Tabasco peppers, so you see them in the Popeye's commercials a lot. I have a huge bush of those in my in my backyard. I think that variety might even be real specific to New Orleans and Louisiana and the climate that we have here. So I've always, you know, both myself and Miss Glorious Garden, uh, we always grow red pepper, bell pepper, you know, we and we never really have a problem. But the Tabasco, the cayenne some of those hotter varieties of peppers uh, just tend to do really well here, uh, do really well. And I can eat pepper straight off the tree. Uh, that's just who I am. Pull a hot pepper, a cayenne pepper, a Tabasco pepper, straight off the tree, you know, and pop it in my mouth um, and eat it uh, without a problem. 
uh, Neophyte Bokur. Oh, there you are. I was going to say, because I know Lawrence can see you, but for some reason I can still hear you. Fiddling around with your mic. Uh, but I see you signing back in. So I, I thank you. Come on, y'all. It's 206. I appreciate your questions, your comments, your requests. I know Keon is blue in the face from asking y'all to participate and share your comments. <laughs> Come on in. Who's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was laughing at what you said for uh, my girl. <laughs> but, uh, Yeah, yeah. Also, there are, um, I've read Dr., a lot about Dr. Sabi, and I've read that uh, there's, black people need more alkaline, less acidic uh, foods, fruits, drinks, whatever, in your system. And I started to do some research on that, and um started looking at my blood type and different things, and there's so many things that I eat that can attribute or contribute to inflammation, to different um, missteps that my body will make, even emotionally. So once you really start looking into what you're eating, I don't know, for me, it's it's a life-changing, life-altering thing. It just cannot stop, stop with that alone. I just started growing a bunch of wild, well, let me rephrase that. I bought a bunch of wildflower seeds. (laughs) So I haven't put them down yet because I don't want to, uh, I need to get my energy right before I I spend more money on some more seeds. But the seeds that I have, they all have healing properties for one thing or another. They have immune boosting, uh, you know, some type of emotional balance, if you have whatever physical issues, some of it purport to uh, be anti-cancer cell. So I encourage people to do their research on the different different herbs, um, even the different foods and how they affect your body as an individual. It's good to do a DNA test too. Yeah, I agree. And, and that's one of the things that made what, Dr. Sabi did so powerful um, is, is that he understood that it wasn't just you know eat fruits and vegetables and you'll be okay. It wasn't just you know juice every day and you'll be fine. But he understood that without knowledge of self, your blood type, your own chemistry, how much mucus your body might be making, how much inflammation. Uh, might be set up, setting up in your body. It, it was that level of detail that made him an expert, that made him a specialist. And so when, when I say the same thing about herbs, people often ask me, well, what are recipes? Give us some very, you know, powerful recipes, you know, live on air. Well, well yeah, I could say ginseng. Yeah, I could say, you know, chamomile. Yeah, I could say jasmine. But if you don't know what your physical body scenario is, if you don't know the environment that you are introducing the herb into, then, then you're not necessarily helping helping yourself at all without that extra layer of, of detailed um, information. Yes, Keona, um, I see your request about the singing bowl. I, I'm just not sure exactly at what point uh, I should introduce that into the show. 
uh, people keep asking questions, and I do want to respond uh, to the questions that are being asked um, and presented. I'm just not clear um, at what point I should stop and introduce that sort of more meditative vibration um, into the actually, show. I have, actually, I have to depart. Um, but as always, it was indeed a blessing. And you enjoy the rest of your show. Thank you. All is a blessing. Peace and love. Peace and love. You know, Keona, I do try and acknowledge, um, of course, every day, the ancestors, the, the spirit and the powers and the forces, you know, of the day. And I do attempt to bring in um, a more calming, meditative, vibrational tone. I'm just not always sure at, you know, do we do that at the beginning of the show? Do we do that at the end of the show? Uh, do, I, do I interrupt the flow and do it in the middle of the show? Uh, I just haven't figured that out yet. And I, and I tend to sort of move organically, if you will, with the spirit of the show. I have a great deal of people who are on the phone line. Um, no one has their hand raised. Um, of course, we have Neophyte Bokur on screen with us. I can't hear no background noise, so I'm assuming that your mic is either muted or you're no longer trying to be heard, bro. <laughs> so, and, oh, okay. Listen, I, I heard you from the beginning. It's the other people who said they can't hear you clearly. I can hear you coming through my computer, but if you aren't loud, then the StreamYard mic is not picking you up, and so the other people are not hearing you clearly. The only other option would be for me to move my camera and put it right in front of the speaker. Well, Chef Bougie and, and many others in the chat say that they can hear you. So if you have something to say, speak up with with authority and conviction, so that we can so that we can hear you. I like the comment that Chef Bougie, I also like the comment that Chef Bougie made that people tend to forget that Dr. Sadie first learned who he was through Elijah Muhammad. And many of the, the, the notions about health and wellness, fruits and vegetables, herbs, didn't originate with Dr. Sadie, um, but, but first came into our community through Elijah Muhammad. Some of the earliest vibrations, some of the earliest communications in our community about the Nation of Islam was about diet. Uh, it was one of the very first pamphlets that they put into your hands was about how to eat, how to drink, how to live for life uh, as opposed to to death. So um, 
yeah, I think that's an important um, point to make, that, that if we don't, again, there's no, self, there's no shortcuts to this. And if you don't do the work to know who you are inside and out, even from the health perspective, some of you refuse to go to the doctor. Some of you don't trust the doctor. Some of you ain't been to the doctor in forever. I got a good friend that says, what's the point of going to the doctor? They're only going to tell you what's wrong. But if you're 70 years old and you ain't been to no doctor in 50 years, then, yeah, you don't know what's wrong. And just because you're up and moving around every day don't mean that you're well, don't, don't mean that you're okay. Um, I don't want to get specific because some people know who my friends are. You know, um, some of you are just really, really overweight. Some of you are just really, really, really underweight. Um, and so when we look at that, that, that don't say help. It don't scream, I'm okay. It screams somebody that's sort of going on, living life, and, and just not paying attention to help. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for being a part of the show and for showing up with us. We, we appreciate you. Um, you can also type your questions, comments, requests in the chat. It's too late to get on the phone line. If you're not already on the phone line, it's 2.15. It's too late for you to call in. Those who are on the phone line, all you have to do is press the number one um, on your telephone keypad, and I can bring you into the conversation. Sheree, all you have to do is unmute yourself. You have a comment or a question, and you too can just come right on back in. Otherwise, if you are I with me I do have a chat, question. Come on, beloved. Do you think we have these health issues because our traditions were of the land and we no longer are are connected to it, really, if you think about it? I mean, we seem to have been herded into cities, into uh, uh, certain spots that doesn't have a lot of green space, doesn't have access to fresh fruits and vegetables and um, things that would make us healthier as a people. Um, I don't know. I just, I, you know, at one point when you were speaking, I had like a picture of my grandmother and I can remember going down south to North Carolina and spending my summers there and just taking um, me around the home farm and, you know, picking apples in the orchard and feeding pigs and um, just that experience of picking fresh tomatoes, the smell of the dirt, the warm earth, all of those things, you know, the connection that she had and my great-grandmother had to the land. And it seems like we lost that and are not really interested in getting that back, which is really sad. Yeah, um, listen, you said a lot. So, I don't know, you started off like you had a question, and then you said some really <laughs> deep stuff, and then you said, um, um, and, and don't take this personally, then you said something which is a bit of one of my pet peeves. You said something really powerful, really deep, really intelligent, and then you said, I don't know. 
And I know we do that. You know. Black folks do that. You heard me. You heard me. By, by the fourth time you say you heard me, I say, yeah, brother, I heard you the first time. Do I understand you is the question. So, yeah, what you answered right. your own question. You went right into it. Uh, at first, it sounded like you were targeting specifically us, and that would have been okay. Are we unhealthy because? But then when you went into your explanation, you're talking about Western culture. You're talking about the quote-unquote new world. You're talking about everybody. Just like I did uh, 15 minutes ago when I said, look at the Asians. Look at the Hispanic. Look at the Greek. Look at the Egyptian. Look at the Ethiopian first generation. First generation. Then look at second generation. Third generation. Now, now your now your original inhabitant, your original uh, what's the word transplant? You know, might be thin, hardworking. They they work in two jobs, three jobs, trying to create a future for their children, their grandchildren. But then when you look at that first generation, descendant, second generation, the weight gets on. They start getting chubby around the cheeks. They start take on quote unquote American diseases. They start take on taking on Western problems, mental health, drug addiction. Oh my goodness! I remember the first time I saw a drug addicted Ethiopian was in 2000, 2002. I was shocked. No, I'm serious. I was shocked. I, I couldn't make sense of you. And I asked him, you actually left your country and all the money it takes and resources to get from Ethiopia to the U.S. to live so that you could become a drug addict? I mean, it, it just didn't make sense to me. Not that they don't have drugs in Africa. They have drugs in Africa. They have drugs in Africa, street drugs in Africa, meaning you've never even heard of. So, 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 Drug activity is a global thing, but when we look at the stereotype of who the Asian is, or we say math, science, or who the Ethiopian or, or the Egyptian or the Middle Eastern might be, we roll into these stereotypical ideas of who and what they are. So, baby, once you are, are, are injected, once you drink the Kool-Aid, once you become a part of this quote unquote Western system, you also inhabit, you also take on, you also inherit it's it's stuff, problems, it's it's diseases. Uh, we often like to look at the man, the system, the racism, the white supremacy as if it's something that's out here, as if it's something that's separate from us, as if it's something that we're fighting but we don't have to look at ourselves, that, that we're not the product. And it's real easy to compartmentalize and to stereotype and to say all black people this and all white people that and all foreigners come to America and do this and all, you know, transplants, you know, relocate to America and do that. 
It's real easy to overgeneralize. It's real easy to lump people together, you know, in sort of these categories and these groups. But when we really start going through this with a sort of an archaeological, scientific, fine-tooth comb, um, we find that, yeah, not only, you know, were we stripped of our names, stripped of our gods, stripped of our roots, stripped of our rituals, but then so too was everybody else. Including the white man, you know, in, in denying me my humanity, you deny your own. And robbing me of my humanity, you rob you, you rob yourself of your own. And and trying to deny my validity and my value in the community, you deny your own validity and your own value in the community. So so it's a toxin, it's a cancer, beloved, that 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 trickles down. Uh, you know, that the shit rolls downhill, it, it, it trickles down, but it's magic behind that, that shit ball. Because not only does it roll back downhill, it reverberates back to the top. So any poison <laughs> that that's out there for the, for the least of us, at the bottom of the tall pole, for sure it affects their children and their, and their grandchildren. And, and indeed, them themselves. So when we say they and them and those people, that's why it's so racist. That's why we get so worked up when we hear you people, those people, you know, because who, 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 what people? Me or or us as a group? My side of the block? People with an odd address or, or the even address? I mean, who? So we got to get real specific. <laughs> we got to get real detailed, you know, and, and of course, first look at ourselves. I, I say it all the time. Make sure ain't no racism in you. Black people, make sure ain't no white supremacy in you. Make sure ain't no bigot, bigoted behavior and prejudiced behavior in you. Because many of us got to deal with you first. Oh, yeah, we save the man, and we save the check, and we save the government, and we punch the clock. But I often say good morning to you first. I often open my shutters and see your face first. I often walk my block and have you ignore me first. So we don't get the poison and the toxicity out of ourselves. We, we can't expect it to show up anywhere else, whether we're talking about gardening Thank you, Wapani, whether we're talking about ritual magic, you know, and, and something else I need to say before I forget. Um, we got to get over this whole spell thing. Spell means temporary. Spells means temporary, okay? And it's either a temporary fix, like an aspirin, or it's an illusion. If I get one more spell request, Somebody wanting a spell to hit the lotto. Somebody wanting a spell to catch. This is real now. To catch and trap you young, beautiful women <laughs> that's listening to me right now against your own power, against your own will. You understand there's people out there looking to do that kind of work on you, right, Kiana? Right, Reign of Love? <laughs> You understand it's, it's men out there looking for the right roots 
to, to track you whether you want to be tracked or not, to catch you whether you want to be caught or not, to, to, to delude you whether you want to be deluded or not, and, and to keep you from moving forward. Now, my response, and, and, and let me be clear, this is a legitimate response. This is a real response. This, this ain't a made-up response. There is no such thing as voodoo spell. There is no such thing as a voodoo spell. And spell means temporary anyway. Voodoo is not a, a practice or tradition to be appropriated, exploited, or bastardized to meet people and their carnal needs, their need for immediate gratification, and particularly people who don't even acknowledge or respect the ethno-cultural practice, tradition, and religion that is voodoo. I'm the wrong guy to come to about a spell, okay? Voodoo spells come from the creative imagination of book authors, botanicas, and spiritual supply shops. And, and, and dare I say, Hollywood movies. And within the creative space, we have creative license to use our imagination. Puff, smoke, lightning, clouds. It's imagination. That ain't real voodoo. That ain't voodoo. Gather all of your money, beloved. This is what I said. <laughs> In denominations of at least a thousand bucks. Gather as much of your thousands as you can and put them in a cast iron cauldron pot. Very important recipe. Y'all ask for recipes. Douse the bills with Florida water. Keona, you know where I'm going with this. Douse the bills with Florida water. Okay? <laughs> Get an instant stick, any variety. I don't care, you know. Now, Champa, you know, your fresh dip, corner store variety, any variety of incense stick or, or, or light a good charcoal, incense charcoal, you know, until it glows, until it's burning red. And then I want you to drop it in the cauldron pot with your Florida water doused dollar. Because chances are you will not receive this message in the spirit that it was given. Chances are you will waste your time, your money, your energy with the charlatan that's waiting for you on Instagram, with the charlatan that's already in your DM, <laughs> with the charlatan that's already trying to hit you up on Twitter, okay, because if you're going to burn your money, you might as well burn it yourself. If you're going to ignite your money, you might as well ignite it yourself. Your offering could be better used in gathering self-knowledge, self-empowerment, self-awareness. I would much rather have the ability to create and produce a million dollars. I would much rather have the ability <laughs> to create and produce prosperity a blessing in my hand, at my will, didn't have some magical instantaneous spell 
show up and whew, be gone <laughs> in a matter of minutes, weeks, months. Because, beloved, we got the facts. It's already recorded. We see what happened with people who win the lotto, who hit the Powerball. It's on TV. It's on, it's on cable. Google it. It's on, it's on Twitter. You know, one black brother was murdered for his millions in Miami, in Florida, but by a white woman who showed up like his girlfriend slash friend. So be careful about the spells you asking for. <laughs> be careful about the ritual work you, you asking to, to get easy access into. The most direct point between A and B is a straight line. It's a straight line. I would much rather have the skills, the talent, the personality, the humor, the knowledge to draw that money to me consistently, regularly, throughout the course of my being in existence than to waste any amount of dollars on the quick spell, the quick fix, the, the illusion of, the illusion of, yes, Chef Bougie, the colonizer footprint is everywhere. And particularly in how we think, how we process. You've grown up watching Alka Seltzer commercial. Forgive me, Alka Seltzer. You grew up watching 7 Eleven. Forgive me, 7 Eleven. This ain't about your brand. You grew up with the Burger King have it your own way. I know I did. I'm a child of the late 60s. So you expect your magic to be just like Justin. Just like Charm. Just like Bewitch. Okay. <laughs> that ain't voodoo. That ain't voodoo. And voodoo is an ethnic, cultural, religious practice and tradition. So prosperity is born every day. Prosperity is born every time you wake up. Prosperity is born every time I put my foot on the ground and begin my day. Prosperity is built every time I say divine, all blessed. Every time I say all is a blessing. Every time I say respect the voodoo, prosperity is built. I say it all the time. You might have a million dollars in your house right now, in that closet, in that attic space that you ain't opened in years, in that doorway of your consciousness that you have not looked into in, in forever, what good is it to you if you don't know it's there? What good is it to you if you don't know how to use it? Many of you wouldn't know what to do with a million dollars. Your budget ain't right. Your attitude towards spending ain't right. Your attitude towards what's of value ain't right. I don't need to see you dripping gold. I don't need to see you wearing designer labels. I don't need to see your fake hair, your fake nails, your fake jewels, your fake breasts, your fake ass. I don't need to see it. I don't care, and I ain't got no personal feeling about it one way or the other, but I don't need to see it. It, will, it ain't real. <laughs> and what realness does it add to my life? What realness does it add to anybody's life about what's real, about voodoo? IJ is something that I wear <laughs> proudly. IJ is something that I 
Forgive me, Block Talk Radio. I day is something that I drink every day. I day is something that I breathe in and breathe out every day. It ain't a quick fix. It ain't a quick spell. It ain't some quick magic and trickery. That ain't real, beloved. That ain't real. And there's a charlatan waiting for you right now. There's a charlatan right now going through my entire Instagram list, messaging you, looking for you, looking to suck you dry of your money, of your time, of your resource, of your effort, effort, because we are thirsty. We are thirsty in America. We are hungry in America for magic, for magic and illusion, smoke and mirrors. And, and how beautiful is it? How big is it? How cute is it? How strong is it? But how strong is your magic? How strong is your voodoo? This is the way of life. Ask who the occult is. This is the way of life. Ask Neophyte Bokur. This is the way of life. Ask Kiona. Ask Sky. This, this is the way of life. This don't begin and end in no cauldron pot. This don't begin and end with a stick of incense, with, with, with a cone of, of, of sage. And how much are you paying for that string? I, I still didn't get an answer. How much are y'all willing to pay for that string? Because that's the difference between grown in my own yard, <laughs> sage, and, and what you got wrapped up in that string. And it's probably something sprayed on it to keep it so white and so pale for you. How much is that worth to you? Because I could use a car. You, you can have this for 20000 I need a car. Desperately. I would love to be able to go see my mama right now. I, I had an emergency this week and couldn't hop in my car and go see my mama. How much is this string worth to you? Because I, I need a car. It ain't got to be a Lincoln just want to get me from point A to point B. Okay? Because y'all y'all are too quick. Y'all are too quick. You you want the illusion. You 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 want the smoke and mirror. This this ain't smoke and mirror mirrors. This real sage. <laughs> this real incense powder here. This ain't smoke and mirrors. Your ancestors ain't smoke and mirrors. God ain't smoking mirrors. And your ancestors aren't bound to you like demons and jinn. That's witchcraft. You bind, create signia, create the magic circle that the demon can't escape from. Y'all saw the skeleton key. Okay? You can't bind your ancestors. You ain't about to bind your ancestors and force them to give you the lotto. When your ancestors know you ain't going to spend the money right anyway. When your ancestors know, you ain't going to give your cousins and them none, no way. When your ancestors know, you're going to blow it at the casino anyway. So you can't bind your ancestors to that. You can't bind Olo Damare to that. You can only buy bind gin. You can only bind demons to that. And that's an illusion. 
Even that's an illusion. Because if you think you done bought a demon, if you think you done bought a gin to do your will, to do your bidding, you know who's been bought is you. <laughs> that's who's been bought. So be still. Be quiet. Be patient. Be erudite. Be alert. Be willing to study. Be willing to learn. Be willing to be authentic. Be willing to be organic. Be willing to be healed. Be willing to be whole. Just be. Be willing to be what your ancestors would support. <laughs> be willing to be what destiny would support. Destiny's always in your best interest. Destiny's always in your faith. Why would we rebuke destiny? Why would we rebut God? Why would we push against the ancestor who can see with clarity what you can? who understand with clarity what you're asking for and know at any given moment in time if it's going to be a benefit to you or not, if it's going to be useful to you or not, if it's going to be applied appropriately by you or not. So just just, just be willing to be and, and to be still and to be calm and creative and be present. Be well, be safe. Be happy, be thankful, be patient, be prayerful, be mindful, be discerning, be wise, be erudite, be practical, be careful, be proactive. Be available, be encouraged, be strong, be phenomenal, be smart, be clean, and stay home. Stay home. Stay home. Stay home. Stay home. home. All of the blessings. All of the blessings. Until next time, y'all. All of the blessings. Six one two, hold on. Six one two, I apologize, but you hung up on me. You look like you had a question or a comment. But you hung up on me. All is a blessing. A dash of cayenne to the root. Gonna put on my Greek grease suit Boil a gumbo 
hot and steady Don't care if Freddie ready Gone free at that old cemetery Down on Claiborne where she's buried Build a fire on the bayou When a black cat scratched at two Under a full moon that's blue Chant the magic words, Kufaru A dash of cayenne to the rule Gonna put on my Greek grease suit Black top hat, black suit too, single rod that Moses through. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black shades too. A dash of cayenne to the roof. Gonna put on my green grease suit. Black top hat, black suit too, same old ride that Moses threw. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black shades too. Going free at the old cemetery, down on Claiborne where she's buried. A dash of cayenne. To the roof, gonna put on my Greek grease suit. Yeah, black top hat, black suit too. Same old ride that Moses threw. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black sheets too. Gonna pray at that old cemetery. Down on Claiborne where she's buried. A dash of cayenne to the room. Gonna put on my green, green suit. 